Hello and welcome back, everybody, to the 14th episode of the Stick and Puck podcast. Uh, I'm Duncan Wagon, and I'm joined, as always, by Jack Church. Jack, say what's up to the people. What's up to the people? All right, and I guess we'll just jump right into it. Um, you obviously must be very excited. Your Bruins are doing very, very well, and um, I'll just give it to you to start the uh, to start the episode. All right, so the Bruins last night in Philadelphia defeated the Flyers to get the record for most wins in a regular season. That's 63. The Bruins currently have 131 points. The record for points in a season is held by Le Club de Hockey Canadien with 132 in... I forget what season it's in. I think sometime in the 70s. But with two games left to overtake that, it would either be one win against either Washington tomorrow night or Montreal on Thursday. And or two two overtime losses, one point each. Now, I'm more of the mindset that the Bruins should basically throw the two games and get some rest ahead of the postseason. Bruins fans seem to want the record. I think I also part of me thinks the record opens up the door for more embarrassment if we don't win. But so I think I think the priority should just be resting up for the playoffs. I basically play the whole AHL team the next two games if it were up to me, which it is not. Yeah, I mean, I think uh yeah, I think you should rest your players, but I think, like, even if you rest your players, I still think you get one of those wins against either the Capitals or the Canadians. So, I guess I'm in kind of in that middle ground where I would want you to go for the record. Um, but I think if even if you rest your stars, I mean, the Capitals are so depleted. Oshie and Ovechkin haven't been skating. He's, they didn't skate today, so... Ovechkin, even, I think he sat out. He was on the the injured list for one of those games. Um, I forget which game it was, but I don't know. I think you win that game against the Capitals just considering how they have, like, everybody out. But I don't know. I mean, the Bruins have been completely impressive this year. I mean, they proved all the doubters and naysayers wrong. I mean, everybody thought they were going to, you know, kind of fall to the wayside with all the injuries and the – the aging core to start the season. So it's just been really impressive and dominant year from them. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the season for the Bruins, it was a case of we have Marshawn out and McAvoy at the start of the season. We're going to have a slow start. Are we going to be able to squeak into one of the wild card spots? Now that has very much not been the case. Bruins are the the best regular season team ever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't want to say that it's a certainty that the Bruins will win the Stanley Cup, but it's definitely more likely than any other one team doing so. So I really like the position we're in as a team. We've been playing good hockey going into the postseason. And, I mean, when you look at all eight teams that are going to make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, all eight teams can win a series. So I'm not going to 
say that it's a certainty, but I think it's definitely fairly likely. I personally think that the Bruins find a way to lose to either uh, Tampa or Carolina. I I just I feel like we've seen this script a lot of times before where the Bruins have looked really good and they've lost. This, I mean, even last year. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Tampa Tampa Bay's a good team. Carolina's a very good team. Car- Carolina's Carolina Tampa two teams that have had our number recently. Carolina one in seven last year. Although we'll have although every game in that series was won by the team with home ice, and we would have the home ice in that series. Yeah, such a strange and then Tampa, such a strange series that was. Yeah, and then Tampa most recently in. 2020, Tampa Bay knocked us out, and I believe in 2018 as well, I want to say. But Tampa's certainly a team that has defeated the Bruins in the past. I mean, the the joke for the Bruins was, okay, you have this really good regular season, then you get knocked out by Tampa in the second round. Yeah. Yeah, it was 2018, Tampa won in five. Yeah. I wonder what, like, your what is your, like, season series against both of those teams this year? Um, if you want to start the next segment, I'll look it up. All right. So the next segment we have here is, uh, the Eastern conference. All right. There's three, there's three teams vying for two spots in the wild card. We got Florida, we got New York Islanders and we got my Pittsburgh Penguins who misses out. Um, I personally thought, um, a couple weeks ago, it was the Penguins, um, it was the Penguins' position to to grab. They weren't going to fall out. And uh, I hate to say it, but it's completely our doing. And I think the Penguins miss out on the spot because now uh, we don't have that game in hand anymore. We had a game in hand. We don't have that anymore. And we have to not only win out, we have to hope Florida or New York loses one game we have to hope we had to i mean it was a cruel world yesterday because we had to root for the capitals and the flyers yesterday to win one of those games against the uh, islanders and, and the panthers um the panthers have a tough two last games i could see them losing one of the games to either the maple leafs or the hurricanes um the hurricanes and the maple leafs i don't think are playing for anything in those games. So um, Carolina's playing for seeding. Okay, Carolina's playing for seeding. So I could see I could see a way in which the Panthers lose one of those games. The Islanders, however, have a division foe. So the Capitals, who might just be playing spoiler, I don't think the Capitals are are playing pretty much for anything now that Ovechkin's hurt. Um and the Canadians, who also aren't playing for anything. And I could see the Islanders losing one of those games just because the Islanders and Florida Panthers have both been trash, like we've been trash. I think it speaks volumes that the Penguins have been as trash as they are and still are up for a wild card spot. But, it, again, like I said in, in the beginning, I think it's completely the Penguins' fault. Horrible deadline moves. Um, Solid goaltending, not it was not fucking existent. We had the Smith either playing really well or Jari playing either well. 
really well, or both of them playing like shit, or one of them playing like shit, and and whenever they would have like a great outing, we would give them the chance to you know get that starting role the next game. They'd absolutely shit the bed. You know, Casey the Smith had a shutout. We're like, you know what, Casey, we're gonna give you we're gonna give you the chance to be the starting role that gets shelled by the fucking Red Wings. So I mean. I don't even know, like, what to say at this point. I, I don't even, right now, I don't think I could take the Penguins making the playoffs because it's just a ticket for more stress. It's just a ticket to get our ass beat by you guys in a four- or five-game series. So I don't think I want to deal with that. All right. I think Florida is the odd team out just because they have a tougher schedule. I I mean, Pittsburgh has, what, Chicago and Columbus? Yeah, but you fail to realize that we always lose games that we should win. Like, we got shelled by the fucking Red Wings. We lost 7-4 to four to the Red Wings. So, I don't yeah, know. But, but won't, the, won't those two teams essentially be trying to lose to improve their draft odds? Yeah, but we we have to we have to win those two games, and then we also have to hope that the Islanders or Panthers lose. And I guess the Panther the Panthers lose the Panthers can lose to like I said they can lose to the Hurricanes, like you mentioned, that are playing for uh, seeding. But I just I don't know. I I don't see how I like I can see the Penguins realistically winning the last two games, and I can see it realistically coming to a final game in Columbus, it all comes down to that game in Columbus because of fucking horse it will, but I just, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I just don't see the Panthers going 2-0 with Toronto and Carolina left. I know Toronto won't be playing for much, but they're still a good team. They'll still be looking to carry some momentum in. Yeah. Florida does get both of those two teams at home, but the Panthers aren't exactly a team to have a ton of home ice advantage. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I think I think if you're I think if you're an Islanders fan, you definitely have the best shot of getting in right now. Mm-hmm. And then, actually, let me let me look at the wins in sixty real quick. Tie the first tiebreaker. So it's Florida with thirty six, Islanders thirty five, Pittsburgh thirty one. So. Even if Florida goes 1-0-1 and you go 2-0, they'd still be ahead of you. Yeah, it's not It's not looking good. Yeah, so... Yeah. But, it, but, I mean, if you're Pittsburgh and you take care of your own business, then you, you have decent odds of getting in. Yeah, I just don't like the fact that you know we're getting we're getting to the end of the Crosby, Malkin, Latang era, and the first year in that like what we were like oh this is our last you know final last fucking ditch run and here we are end of the season having to rely on fifteen different things to get into the playoffs it's just not it's just something I don't I don't like it at all and I just want uh changes to be fucking made if we miss the playoffs because changes have to be made if we miss the playoffs. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, in the top end of the Metropolitan Division, currently it's Carolina at 109 points with three games to play. New Jersey 108, two games to play, and the Rangers 106 with two games to play. 
I personally don't see the Devils passing Carolina, nor do I see the Rangers passing the Devils. I think this will stay as is. Yeah, I like like you said, I, I don't really see it. If I'm being honest, you know, the Devils play two non-playoff teams, and the Rangers play the Maple Leafs, who might just be looking to send a message before they get into the playoffs. Unless the Devils lose to the Sabres or rest guys against the Caps, I don't see the Rangers overtaking them. Yeah, so that would be home ice and Jersey. Rangers-Devils will be a fun playoff series. Be very good playoffs. It should be a very yeah. good playoff series. I mean, we I, I can't wait to see uh, Shesterkin, and the flop master in the, in the playoffs again. <laughs> flop master, bro. You see that bullshit he pulled? With yeah. The, with the poke chat. Oh, my God. I hate, I hate him so much. All right. Yeah, so I just see this being as is, which means – Carolina gets the first wild card team. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and then in the Western Conference, very tight race for the second wild card. Seattle clinched at least the first wild card. They could still pass the LA Kings, although I don't think they will. But Winnipeg currently holding on to that last wild card spot, but Calgary and Nashville right behind them. Yeah, so me personally, I think Winnipeg snags it, considering they have the upper hand on literally every team vying for that position. Um, I think they have a couple. I think they have one game on hand at least on Calgary and Nashville. I don't remember which one, but I did look it up um, earlier. Uh, they have I have a game also, in hand on Calgary. Yeah, they have a game in hand on Calgary, and then I also think the only team that is capable of catching them. It is Calgary, and like I already said, they have they have a game on hand on Calgary. So I just think Winnipeg is is the best and most deserving team from that bunch. Yeah, um, the, the Nashville Calgary game tonight will say a lot as to the way this is going to go. I think I I think the loser of that game's gone. Yeah, most likely. And then it's just you. And then if you're the winner of that game, you just need Winnipeg to drop a game. They do have to go to Minnesota and go to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And both Minnesota and Colorado will be trying to improve their position in the Central Division. We're going to talk about that next. I I mean, I don't th- I think Winnipeg is definitely the favorite, but I wouldn't say it's certain at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. With that being said, Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota all have three games to play. Colorado 104, Dallas 102, Minnesota 100. Um, Colorado's been playing some really good hockey. I'd be, they, they do have the toughest run in. They have Edmonton, Winnipeg, and then at Nashville. But even with that being said, I'd be surprised to see them lose that top spot. Yeah, I think with all all the teams, like you said, they have they all have three games left. I think it's probably going to shake out how it stands right now with Colorado and first followed by Dallas and then Minnesota, especially if Minnesota keeps playing the way that they played against the fucking Penguins, then they're definitely not going to make a hop, skip and a jump to second. I definitely don't think Minnesota sniffs first place. So I don't think a huge shakeup is going to happen. I think it's just, it's probably going to remain the same how it stands right now. I, I don't think a lot of shakeups going to happen towards the end of the season. All right, with that being said, any early thoughts on a Dallas-Minnesota first-round series? I don't know. I mean, Minnesota has been – I mean, I, I, they Minnesota looked 
really bad against the Penguins, but I think I think Flurry was playing, and I just they looked so bad. I think I think they probably lose to Dallas in like five or six. Yeah, because they just look. I mean, they're like. I mean, they've looked so so shaky. So I, I don't know. Yeah, but I just feel like whoever loses that series just gets fed, or whoever wins that series just gets fed to Colorado in five games. Yeah, I mean, and they've also competed pretty badly. I mean, uh, uh, against other contenders in the West, they're they're zero and three in their last three. They lost to Vegas two games in a row. And then they lost the Penguins, and then they beat up on the Blues. And as a team that's third in your division, you should be able to beat up on the Blues. But I just think you have not been able to provide and produce against playoff winning, against playoff caliber teams in the West. So I, I, I don't see how they beat Dallas in the series. Yeah. Um, and then in the Pacific Division – Vegas currently leads Edmonton by two points. They both have two games left. Vegas's games are tougher. It's a home and home with Seattle, but I personally still don't see Edmonton overtaking. Okay, I mean, I can I can honestly see uh, Vegas losing out to Seattle to end the season. You know, Seattle has a message to, to send, and. Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't see Edmonton winning out. They, I mean, Edmonton has to beat the Sharks and then the the Wild. So I Colorado. think there is. Is it Colorado? It's Colorado tomorrow, and then the Sharks at home. Okay, it's Colorado and the Sharks. I don't know why I said the Wild. Okay, so they have Colorado, and then they have the Sharks. So there is definitely a path here where. I think Edmonton can overtake them, but I think it's a small one. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you could just give Edmonton two points for that Sharks game. Um, Seattle's still playing for seed and currently two back on the Kings with with a game in hand. Um, I just, yeah. That it's going to be really interesting to see who comes out of that division because they're going to have a shot against Colorado, who's definitely weaker from last year. Yeah. All right. That section took way shorter than I thought it would, but we can move on to picks and then start scraping the barrel if we want to go longer. All right. All right. So, so I've already won the picks for the regular season, but stupid. stupid. Yeah. Um, but we're going to start on Tuesday night with the ESPN doubleheader, beginning with the Toronto Maple Leafs visiting the Tampa Bay Lightning of what is confirmed to be a first round series. Yeah. So this is definitely going to be a nice little preview of the, of the first round. And I don't know. I think Tampa takes the series in the playoffs, but I think Toronto takes this one. Yeah. Trying to end the season on a high note, trying to send a message to to uh, Tampa before the playoffs start. Yeah, I definitely agree with you that Toronto is going to win this game. Toronto is still technically playing for seeding as far as what they would get with home ice in the third round, I guess. But I, I don't really think they are. I just think Toronto is more concerned with building up momentum for the playoffs than Tampa is. Mm-hmm. And then two teams still playing for seeding, Edmonton 
heading to Denver late Tuesday night. Yeah, so um, like I said, I think Edmonton is still – both of these teams still have stuff to play for. So I think Edmonton has a, a little more to play for in this game, so I think I'll take Edmonton in this one. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm going to take Edmonton as well. I think I think that Edmonton really thinks they have a chance of overtaking Vegas whereas Colorado's just concerned with holding on. I think I think that'll give Edmonton some more momentum, some make them give more of a fuck mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. All right, and then Wednesday night the Dallas Stars needing two wins, probably two or three wins to overtake Colorado. They head to St. Louis. Yeah, so like like I said, Dallas still has you know stuff on the line they have to play for. St. Louis has nothing to play for, and if you're Dallas, you gotta you gotta, you gotta beat up on the teams you're supposed to beat up on. So I'll take Dallas in this one. Yeah, I'm taking Dallas as well. Jordan Bennington will find a way to let in five goals if he plays. Yeah. Um, and then Thursday night, very important game for both of these two teams, Minnesota and Nashville. Yeah, I think, you know, it's still, they're still, they're still important games. Both teams have something to play for. Like I did say that, you know, Minnesota has been, been shit up to this, up to this point. But you, again, like I said, you have to send a message going into the playoffs. You have to beat up the teams you should be up on. Give me Minnesota in this one. But I think it'll be close. Yeah, I think I think by Thursday Nashville will be out of it. Mm. So for that reason and that reason alone, I'm taking Minnesota. And then late Thursday, actually very late Thursday, ten thirty, Vegas and Seattle. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, um, I, I, there's a lot of teams still vying for position, and we were talking about Edmonton and Vegas earlier, so. I can envision Vegas losing out, um, but I don't know. Um, give me uh, Seattle in an upset. I just think Vegas is the better team. I think that's just what it comes down to in this game. I'll take Vegas. Um, Want to do some awards? Yeah, sure. Sure, sure. All right. So the Hart Trophy, most valuable player, McDavid. Yeah, most likely McDavid. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's much of a um a dispute on that one. Yeah. Uh, um, the the Vezina. I'm taking my goalie Linus Olmark in that category. I don't know. Let me look up the Vezina Trophy odds. Just make this a little more. It's a little more fun. Uh, McDavid's probably something like minus 400 for the minus, yeah. Mc, um, Linus Olmark is the clear favorite, he's got minus 1100 odds right now to win the Vesna. Uh, Sorokin followed right behind him with a plus 650. So, I don't know, minus 1100 odds is insane. <laughs> You're gonna make no money if you bet on Olmark, but um. Yeah, I think that's probably uh, Sorokin. Uh, I could see Shesterkin. Philip Gustafson. Gustafson. Why the fuck is he on this list? No shot. Uh, yeah, I think I think Olmark is probably the safest bet. 
Yeah. Um, the the Norris Trophy current currently I'm seeing Eric Carlson at minus four hundred for DraftKings. Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson. <laughs> yeah, Eric Carlson minus three seventy. Adam Fox plus plus a thousand. Kale Kale <laughs> I don't know. Like I mean. Carlson being the favorite doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But... Yeah, like here, here's my thing. Like maybe Eric Carlson is the best defenseman, but you cannot give an award to a player for the San Jose Sharks. I mean, I feel like a lot of like a lot of like these Norris Trophy things are given to like defensemen who like can also play or like or like people who can play offense. So, I mean, I just I could see him, but like. I don't see how you give it to a guy who's on such a putrid team. Like, uh, I yeah. don't know. I don't think – I think Eric Carlson has the best odds, but I think I would take either Adam Fox or Cam McCarr probably to win that award over Eric Carlson because I just yeah. don't think – I don't think you'd give it to him, especially after this season. Or even, like, if you gave it to, say, Rasmus Dahlin. Like, Buffalo's at least been somewhat competent this year. Yeah, I know, but it's just another one of those things where it's like, do you really give it to a team that doesn't that does? I mean, but like, I could see how Rasmus Delene wins it because like, this is like the first year the Sabers have actually been like in the mix like this late yeah. into the season, and Delene they definitely... still have they still technically have a shot, but I don't see it. Yeah, I mean Delene, I mean Delene is like been one of those key reasons why they're still in the mix. I mean him, Tage Thompson. So I mean, it's just. I could I could see some weird like world where he like ends up with it. Yeah. I think Fox and Macar is more likely, but Yeah. Um plus a thousand, bro. You could make some real dough. Yeah. Jack Adams award. Can it go to anyone but Montgomery? I mean, he literally won the freaking regular season like he, award. Like, come on, you have to <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even, dude. His I'm, I'm gonna look up. Um, I'm gonna look up odds because, dude, he has to be at like. He has to be at like minus like something ridiculous. Oh, how's he a plus two hundred? That was the best odds. It's the best odds, but plus two hundred. He's not minus at all. Oh, I could. Lindy Ruff is also on this list. I could see. Yeah. Okay, Lindy. I could see Rick, Bo- Rick Bonus winning it would be an absolute joke. Rick Bonus is plus six hundred. There, there is no reason Rick Bonus should sniff this award. Uh, Rick, Rick Bonus. He coaches yeah. Winnipeg, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't see how. I don't see how Rick Bonus. Rick Bonus makes it. I don't know. I could see. Uh, I mean, I think you have to give it to Montgomery, right? Like you, you yeah. have to give it. You have to. Like, you can't have an, a historic season, break the regular season record and wins, and then not give it to him. Yeah, that would be insane. You, you but, could still, you could still bet Bruce Boudreau for coach of the for the Jack Adams. Wait, wait, what? He's on the list I was looking at. Oh yeah, he's plus sixty six hundred though. I know he's not gonna win it because he well, didn't dude, could you the whole. John Tortorella, I would definitely vote for John Tortorella, Coach of the Year. Yeah, plus plus six thousand is in, is insane. It's insane. 
You could make so much fucking money though if you if he like won. He's but, not going. He, to but he's not gonna win. <laughs> but like a one dollar bet would win you six hundred and sixty dollars. No, a one dollar bet would lose you one dollar. I'm saying if he wins, <laughs> it's it's one dollar to win six hundred sixty dollars, but you lose the dollar if he doesn't. So realistically, you should just put a dollar on every single one of these one of these uh one of these coaches, so you can win no matter what. But then Montgomery's gonna win. You're gonna get two dollars. $2 but you're gonna lose thirty-two dollars if you bet on every coach. Well, that's just a bad way of looking at things. You're a winner if yeah. he, if he wins. You're a winner. <laughs> you bet you bet one dollar on everything, but then you bet thirty-two dollars on Montgomery to win it. <laughs> the Selkie Trophy. And then you make money. And then you make money. Yeah, the, the Selkie Trophy. Um. They should just rename this the Bergeron Award at this point. <laughs> I really don't see how Bergeron doesn't win it. These odds. Freaking shit. Where are the odds, bro? Why don't they have the freaking Selkie odds, bro? I got all these other odds, bro. They don't got the Selkie on here. That's so dumb. I mean, it has to be, <laughs> again, it has to be Bergeron, right? Yeah, it's it's the it's the Bergeron Award. It's not the Selkie Award anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and this website I'm looking at has him ranked number one to win it in November, and that was in November. And then yeah, Elias Pettersson right after that. Oh, Elias Pettersson, what a player he is. <laughs> Nico Heischer. Mitch Marner, Andre Kopitar. What was Kopitar doing that warranty to him being put on the rankings for selfie winner? All right. Also, um, owing to it being the Masters, I'm going to check who who's likely to win the NHL Green Jacket for worst plus minus. Yeah, I can't even imagine watching the Masters, bro. Did you not watch the Masters? I fucking hate golf, bro. I don't understand how you can sit down and watch that shit. Like, why would you watch? Like, dude, that's so that's so boring. That's that's so inconceivably boring to me to sit down and watch to sit down and watch golf for for eight hours. It's just insane. It's just I, insane. I, I enjoy it. But currently, worse than plus minus is Andrew Peak of the Columbus Blue Jackets with a minus forty on the year. Let's go and uh, Malkin a couple games ago. Uh, broke the Penguins' record for for most penalty minutes, so I think I think we should give him some round of applause for that because he's a he's a goat and and not only is he a goat but but he broke the record for penalty minutes. Of, <laughs> yeah, I don't, penalty, I don't even penalty. I gotta like look it up. I don't know what the record was. Balkan penalty minutes. Yeah, Pat Maroon leads the league with 143 penalty minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yeah, Malkin has. 1,050 penalty minutes, not this season, of uh, all time, surpassing Kevin Stevens for the most in Penguins history. Kevin Stevens, notoriously dirty player. Malkin, not not a notorious Not. <laughs> how many does he How many does he have this season? Oh, this, oh, my God, bro. He beat it. He beat it 1,050, and now it's saying he has 1,090 now. How did that happen? 
Well, you know, you just casually get 40 penalty minutes in a game. He, me and the boys. He got, like, a 10-minute misconduct one, one game, like, after he broke the record. Dude. I forget I forget what game that was, but dude, the refs were like out to get him that game. Like he had, he had like he had like three or four penalties, and then the the, the refs just gave him misconduct. And I was like, what are we what are we doing? Yeah. Um. If if you're wondering some more stats, Alec Martinez leading the league in blocks with 241 blocks. Bro must bro must ache, bro. His body must ache. Yeah. Luke Shen leads in hits. That's a. Dude, I saw a list that was like the Penguins have like the second most or third most hits in the NHL right now. That doesn't sound right, but it probably is. NHL team hit hit leaders. Um, yeah, the Penguins have the second most hits. Who has the most? The Senators. <laughs> <laughs> Brady Chuck out there doing work. 2,150 hits for the Senators. 2,116 for the Penguins. Followed by the Predators at 2,095. Who's lost? Do you, do you have them all there? Yeah, the Sabres. Sabres are last with 1,045. And your Bruins are in 14th with 1,759. That's embarrassing, bro. Imagine being a playoff team. You have the most regular season wins, bro, but you're not second on the hits leaderboard. Come on. Yeah. I don't even know who – like, I don't even know how we have 2,116 hits. Who's out there running around hitting people, bro? I don't see Latang. Okay, that's why he has so many penalties. Uh, I don't see, <laughs> see, uh, see Latang's 38-year-old ass running out there laying the fucking body on. So I don't know who's – I don't know who's doing that. Probably all of it's, our – It's all yeah. – Probably it's all, all of our AHL players, bro. Yeah, it's all the veteran presence in the locker room that. Oh yeah, it's probably all of our fucking AHL players who we call up for one game and then send down. Dude, we have this guy on the Penguins, Alex Nylander, bro. We have called this dude up and sent him down more times than I can count. Like, we sent him down, we called him up, we called him up for a game, didn't play him, then sent him back to Wilkesbury, and then call and then. Called him up the day after. So my man's is like going from back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, luckily our AHL affiliates in Wilkesbury. I don't know how far away that is from Pittsburgh. It's, I think it's, I think Wilkesbury is closer. I think Wilkesbury is like closer to Philadelphia, but that is Wilkesbury to, but dude, I feel so bad for him. Yeah, that's four hours and 20 minutes. It's closer to, it's closer to. Closer to uh, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, it's way closer to Philadelphia. Oh, my goodness gracious. Do you have, like, anything else you want to talk about? or? Like, I mean, now that we've scraped the bottom of the barrel for 10 minutes, now the podcast episode is at a respectable length. <laughs> so, I think right, we're good. It has been deemed by Jack Church. <laughs> our podcast is at a respectable length. So... <laughs> With that being said... <laughs>